league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Second half just kicking off around Scotland. I know about this already. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Livingston three. Kilmarnock won It was Christian Doidge Bundling the ball home From close range Was it you earlier on Hugh That was saying about Christian Doidge's goal Me It was me oh, I'll take go. full responsibility <laughs> uh, But there will be One of these So it could be right VAR review <laughs> With Clyde Built Home Improvements It's a VAR check We have absolutely no idea What it's for However Roger Hanna tells us That the goal Stand. The check didn't take too long, so it is Livingston 3, Kilmarnock 1, and what a time for them to get a goal. Must have been a brilliant half-time team talk from Derek McInnes, got them fired up. Now we see where they go. Next goal is the important one. If Livy get it, forget it. If Kilmarnock get it, wow, game on. Is this, is this not like Livy away at McDermott Park not that long ago? Did they score three in the first half and then started... Yeah. Losing a couple and made it more interesting. Again. Yeah, then finished, finished four two in the end there. Yeah, so. yeah but listen, it's a response that Kilmarnock managers looking for, isn't it? Mm. You know, get out there. He probably gave one or two of them a good roasting. Get out there, get a goal, get us back into this game. And you, who's right? If they can get another one quickly, puts the pressure right onto Livingston. But I can't see. It. I think home advantage. I think David Martindale will get his teams team together and they'll go on and win that game I don't think we're back underway at Ibrox Gabriel any sign of changes no nothing yet Gordon we've got Nicholas Raskin Gordon 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 should I even let him back in should no. I even let no. him back him scrub him just right. scrub him right on you go Derek <laughs> oh, I can't believe I've got the first one of the day Andrew apologies for that uh, Nicholas Raskin the new boy is on the pitch right now warming up hopefully uh, Rangers fans will get to see him in the second half doesn't look like there's going to be anything immediately at the interval the Ross County players just running back on to the pitch here they'll be so disappointed to have just conceded before the interval thought they could have got in at 0-0 and they put a real good account of themselves in in that first 45 minutes but a big one uh, for Michael Beale, James Tavernier the captain just leading the players back out now just going to double check that it is the same 11 we had in the first half and it looks like it yep so we'll be just as we were oh looks like it'll be one change though for County Simon Murray uh, number 17 looks like he's going to be coming on not quite sure who for yet so it looks like it'll be one change for County at the interval apologies again Andrew how could I forget your name there we go there is one change and Simon Murray coming on just looking for that extra firepower Malky Mackay Jordan White and Eamon Brophy not quite managing to get any well, just one shot on target for Ross County in that first half we'll be hoping with Simon Murray in, in good form albeit for Queen's Park in the Championship that he'll be able to add something at Ibrox yeah well Murray's a bit of a live wire he gets about the front line he'll put defenders under pressure and he can finish but again it's stepping up a level you're at Ibrox now you're in the Premiership so slightly different but I think Malky Mackay half-time team talk would be mainly positive you know keep doing the things that you're doing like I said midway through the half as soon as Rangers start getting a couple of chances which they did you automatically start retreating towards your goal line and what happens Rangers get to the byline nobody matches a runner and they're behind but Ross County could that's the difference of the goal that's the difference of the goal because if he can get to half-time 0-0 that substitute's not getting made Eamon Brophy off Simon oh. Murray on there's also a change for Hearts Stephen Humphreys on for Forrest and a goal down south for Ryan Porteous 
Watford 2-0 up against Reading Ryan Porteous scoring Is that his his second appearance for Watford? Yeah yeah, yeah. He did play last week didn't he? No I think left him out Uh, But at least he'll know The accent when Alec Ray Makes a comment on Ryan Yeah Come here you (laughs) (laughs) Might travel up to Scotland together I mean he could could well be a Pep to go up Oh there we go Queen of the South 1 FC Edinburgh 0 Rory Payton Who's been in fantastic form This season Scoring another goal For Queen of the South Airdrie 1-0 up Against Clyde Charlie Telfer Airdrie have been going Pretty well In League 1 this season So an early goal In the second half For them And Queen of the South But Let's do this the second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online I have played alongside Scott McDonald and Gordon Greer I've been managed by Tony Mowbray and Billy Davies I have played for a number of Scottish sides and for a team on a different continent my only domestic honours were one in Scotland. Who am I? So, I played alongside Scott McDonald and Gordon Weir. Been managed by Tony Mowbray and Billy Davies. Played for many Scottish sides and for a club on a different continent. My only domestic honours were one here in Scotland. Who am I? Remember that is on Twitter if you want to have another look at it and get your answers in at Clyde SSB. <coughs> remember it's a race as well. You want to be on that podium, you want to be top of the podium, so get your guesses in nice and quickly. Was that an early guess from you, Gordon DL? You've yeah, in good form, I think, haven't you? With yeah, the wrong, wrong one. Well, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, look, how, are you, how are you getting on at these, Mark? No, he's got one, one wrong guess. Great, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, one wrong guess. So we're allowed stars. one guess wrong each. And, we'll the, and the, the next one will be it. Is that we'll it? We're right on the button. Clarifying this now, okay. Yeah. Right. We'll see. There is a couple of guesses. Uh, someone, oh, a couple of guesses already. One is the exact same guess as yours. It's wrong. It is. I'll say it. Stephen Pearson. It's not no. Stephen Pearson. And it's not. Uh, by the way, Stephen Pearson says Jamie Ewings, says Greg's Gardens, says uh, James McKenna. A very ah. popular answer, but a wrong answer. I'll read some of those other wrong answers. By the way, quite a few answers in already. None of them correct so far. None of them correct. Stop tweeting Stephen Pearson at us because it's still not him. Still not him. Brian Malarkey, Scully as well, all saying him. Not Stephen Pearson. I can categorically say that. What did Mulder say? And now, I don't know whether I've started something uh, because if, more people are just saying Stephen Pearson. Now, when I think about it, if Hugh had continued with, I left Mark Wilson for dead at Celtic no Park. Mark no Wilson. way! Mark How that? It. Let's see. You got it? <laughs> oh, he's got it already. Oh, I should have got that. That's quite yeah. easy. By the way, you have it before anyone on Twitter ah, well, I told you Andrew earlier oh, on okay. me and well Gordon done. are usually smarter than the but thankfully the Mark Wilson cannot go on the podium so you can still get top of the podium out there tweet oh. in your guess at Clyde SSB you can see the full who am I there I Mark Wilson easy. wins the race it's in the quite studio. easy yeah, I can't believe people have still got it and I'll tell you what you got that brilliantly thank you I was on your tail I was going to get that as well 
What's happening around the grounds? Marcus Fraser booked for a foul on Ewan. Uh, Stephen Humphreys has already had a shot saved and also been booked as well for a tackle on Charlie Mulgrew. He's barely been on the pitch as well. All action for him. Robert Snodgrass going wide from 20 yards out. So Hearts really coming out the traps quickly. Do you remember need to be. 90 minutes ago, Fraser Wishart saying, goals here. Could be three two kind of game. Why does he do it to himself? Because oh, no, hold on, stop a minute. I remember two hours ago the man at my right said four five nil at Ibrox. Yeah. Plenty of time. So so there's still plenty of time for Fraser to get goals at I'm merely pointing Paisley, out okay. that at this juncture, the only game in the premiership without a goal is St Mirren versus Hibbs, attended by the right honourable leader of PFA Scotland, Lord. Wish it. It almost seems inevitable when Fraser goes to a game that it's going to be goalless. There's been a red card for Sterling Albion. Cameron Clark sent off second bookable offence. 53 minutes in, so they'll be playing the rest of the game with oh. 10 men. Mm. And Gordon <laughs> DL just about oh. to give away a clue on the oh, teaser there. Don't say anything. Don't no, say I anything. don't need a clue. I've already got that. Is that where you got that from? Oh, I got it from the brain. No, no, one else, no one else has Still it yet no Fraser Wishart says his resignation is in the post <laughs> Well let me repeat it I've played alongside Scott McDonald and Gordon Greer I've been managed by Tony Mowbray And Billy Davies I've played for a number of Scottish teams And for a club side on a different continent My only domestic honours Were won here in Scotland Who am I? Yeah, there are quite a lot of wrong answers mm, coming mm. through. We'll get through a few of those. You have cursed Peter Pollitt. He's yes. off injured. Off injured. Yep, yeah, off injured. Arnold Tume coming on for him at Tynecastle. Well, I take it Tynecastle, the mood will be a bit awkward because this is not in the script. This is the third game in a row where Hearts have, so far, failed to score. And they're playing 10 men. And they're losing. And that doesn't look good yeah you've got to love how unpredictable our league is because you look at that fixture and I said before Dundee United awful midweek looked like there's only one way for them and they go one up but then go down to 10 men and they should have extended their lead on a couple of occasions and we've chatted about hearts all season how good they've been and then all of a sudden they've this wee sticky patch that the fans are booing them after 10 minutes was it today yeah Strange how things can turn so quickly in this league. Almost a fourth for Livingston, a double save by Sam Walker, Fitzwater, and Nubley with the chances. There'll be more goals there, I think. Rogers picked the best game. <clears throat> I did. I did think I heard Fraser saying "game of the day." Did he not? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did say that as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Oh. Surely he should know by now. Just no, no, no. Talk, talk the game down, Fraser, and hope for the best. No, no. It's a noble tradition. We never learn. We go from one mistake to the next with no loss of enthusiasm. Do I get that in a t-shirt, Hugh? Yeah. That slogan. <laughs> and make that your uniform every uh, I've got it every some, Saturday. Some Clyde One Super Scoreboard merch. Aye. Yeah. face on it. Oh, there we go. I think there's mileage in that. I think we could get a few quid out of that. Or you could get like a like a Hugh cardigan with a slogan on the back. I think Aye. that would go down well. Kiwi oh, yeah. 001. I imagine but having your photo of Hugh on your t-shirt. Uh, tell you, you wouldn't need that in your t-shirt and you'll go them up face five, off to the, a perfect the, pitch the, f- <laughs> the 5k minute on the George Bowie by the way my, my wife that was no, good. no faith in her husband at all locked herself in the bathroom until it was all over 
in case I embarrassed myself. <laughs> oh, that's the kind of supportive relationship you, you need. Well, I got a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten is, uh, is brilliant. Uh, what was your one you didn't get? Some KSI, whoever she is. I don't know. <laughs> he, it's a, it's is like, he? Yeah, he's a YouTuber. Is he? Yeah, goes on YouTube and nine out of ten. Mate. Uh, yeah. That's brilliant. Well done. That's good. Because yeah. you hear some of the dumb uh, ones uh, that are I, I knew, I knew that George Bowie would slip in. Something of that nature. That that's a bit cruel. Asking Hugh Keevans a question about KSI, a yeah. YouTuber. Oh, KSI's into a bit of everything. Isn't he? He's a, no, a musician. He's, he's into, he's a actually, boxer, I was going to say he's into all the things that Hugh's not. But boxing, there's boxing, there's a crossover. Right? Yeah. No, but see, when he said KSI, I thought he was talking about a food chain. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a chain of restaurants. An off-brand <laughs> chicken restaurant. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sure. my answer was Ed Sheeran. Mm. Which that's, was well, that's decent for a man of your age to yeah. pluck Ed. You don't, you don't even know what the question was, do you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got to be something to do with the drink, was it? I can't remember. That drink that people are going well, that nuts that time for. I was giddy and wondering why my wife was locked in the bathroom. Which influencer rapper is behind the drink prime, I'm told, was the question. That's <laughs> that's not that's, <laughs> that is not the question for Hugh Maybe, uh, no. maybe Ed Sheeran was not a good shout to, then. I had to ask Mark Wilson earlier on what prime meant mm. and he explained to me it was a drink well it's either a drink did the, did the or question not say drink TV though, subscription service because you get, oh, yeah. get the, the movie yeah, the subscription service mm. prime I. Hey, David Friel just giving us a weather update getting absolutely soaked at Tynecastle <laughs> as we all expected the <laughs> well, United still 1-0 up against Hearts there it could be worse it could be Robbie Nielsen so we'll see how Greetenface takes this if it finishes up 1-0 how harsh is the reaction from the Hearts fans after 10 minutes when their team hadn't scored a goal booing the fact that Hearts obviously struggled earlier on in the season but they had a really busy schedule with the Europa Conference League Robbie Nielsen always seemed positive that they would manage to turn things around and kick up the league when they didn't have as packed a schedule it's happened but is you know not beating Dundee United at home is that enough to turn the supporters They've set a high bar Yeah You know And that's to their credit And also These supporters Pay fortunes The Hearts Foundation They saved Hearts They keep Hearts going They are Hearts It is their club So Pay your money It's the pressure of playing at a big club You You know when, When you don't get results Or you do go behind at home You're at a big club Because you should be able to deal with that sort of reaction the fans will be harsh on you but they will push you but if they go too behind here then you know oh they can't afford to uh, they can't afford to lose a goal Uh, they've got to get back into the game I think Hearts will I think it'll be a struggle for them today but I think they'll get back into the game a big roll of the dice for Stephen Hamill three changes off go Obika Aitchison and Goss uh, on come Van Veen, Danzaki and McKinstry. Van Veen, he, he likes playing against Aberdeen. He, he does. I think he scored more Godry. goals against Aberdeen than any other club. That's why That's why I'm so surprised today. See, if you're a manager and you've got play, you know that. You know players have got certain, especially centre forwards. You look at Morelos, what is it? Is it Kamarnock, his favourite one? Is yeah. He, he bangs him in left, right. You wouldn't go to Kamarnock and... and and leave Morelis out and put him on the bench especially when you need a result because you know that this guy likes score. all strikers do you always had teams you like scoring against Van Veen likes Aberdeen and I wouldn't be surprised if he finds a back in it where does that come from as a striker because he scored against Aberdeen when they've had various 
different managers, they've played different systems, it'll be really different circumstances. Mm. Is it sometimes just the, the thing in a, a player's head that going into the game, because they've scored previously against these sides, they, they just have an extra confidence about them? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you just have something about you, you know that... If you go and ask all the top strikers... Uh, they've scored plenty of goals They'll always pick a team that They say Yeah On that day I fancy scoring against him Didn't matter the formation Didn't matter the players It was just the name For some reason Whether it be Aberdeen Whether it be a Kamarnock Or whatever it may be And I was surprised today I would have played Van Veen Just for that sole reason I know it sounds silly But just for that sole reason Inverness have equalised against Morton Billy Mackay With the goal No second half goals at Ibrox But there is a booking for Fashion Sakala just going in late on Harmon there, just stretching to try and get the ball back and unable to. He was just late on that one. Yeah, I think right decision there. Yeah, just late, just catches him. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of similar pattern at Ibrox to it was majority of the first half where Rangers, obviously, majority of possession. Ross County still playing open there. Certainly no part in the bus at all. So that's to be applauded again. But I, would, I would certainly bet in a second Rangers goal coming shortly just the way they're playing I wonder if we'll get to see Raskin anytime soon I wonder if it's in Beal's mind to make a change I don't think it won though no, no yeah, to wiven up the place well uh, your problem is what if he doesn't and what if Ross County would equalise then he's associated with uh, a draw is a disaster a defeat is a catastrophe so this looks like an example of VAR not being used properly at the Smyzer Stadium because Fraser Wishart says a St Mirren player kicks the ball it then lets Chris Cadden through in behind the Saints defence but he's then flagged offside Lee Johnson not happy at all the flag Mm, needs to stay down down down. and then even if the official wants to flag afterwards if the ball goes in the net or the chance afterwards at least the play has been given the chance to that's an error an error from the assistant referee. It's got to be an error from the referee because the referee should know, even if his assistant flags that, no, let this run and we'll take it back. So, I said that's a you, human error. Before the game started, I said to you the last thing that Lee Johnson, the Hibs manager, needs to hear is that Willie Collum is the video assistant referee. The man who sees things that nobody else sees who hears things that nobody else hears. This has nothing to do yeah, with VAR. Yeah, 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 so this is, this is just human error on the pitch. This is just a, a flag that should have stayed down from the assistant rather than Wasn't anything Wally that VAR didn't even get to, Willie. Yeah. No, by this Come stage. On. You, uh, uh, I think, I th- I think you, should always, you should always start with Willie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's Daz's favourite scene. Go on, defend him. Yeah, I think Hugh owes Willie an apology for that one. It was nothing to do with him. It was a bad decision from the assistant referee. Dunfermline 2-0 up on Montrose. Craig Whiten with the goal in that game. Andy Halliday is off. He's taken a couple oh, of knocks. Yeah. Not set off, injured, but there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, to be fair, I don't know if it is by, an injury, but he has taken a couple of knocks way, in this game. George you, Grant is, 60. is on 60 minutes gone. You yeah, said you that. You did guess that. That is better than your score prediction. I, I don't know if the three cases would have been there. I'm not sure. No. It's not the same when you're one down against ten men. Mm. I don't is that, think is you that get the same. Head down, straight off the straight, straight off, off the pitch. No, no clapping, shaking your head like yeah. you're so disappointed and no angry head, and your teammates. No head and, and shoulders. Is that you giving the game away? It's all just an act. You just As, you just act. How, we're we're performers. Want. No, a big limp. You <laughs> got to be a limp, a real good limp. If you're if you're getting subbed, you know you're getting subbed. The one thing you not do is you injured, start. says David Freel. Not he's, injured, so he's not doing the fake it. limp that you used to do. Ah, silly. 
He's just been rejected. Ejected. And rejected. There was nothing worse, was there? See, coming off early into the second half, or, or even worse than that, at half time. I remember getting hooked at half time for yeah. Celtic against Hamilton. Because remember Simon Menson? Remember we sitting Simon at the entry? Yeah. So Simon was playing for Hamilton at the time, right wing back, I was playing left back, and oh, what a terrible first half. And Gordon just said to me, you, you just stay in for the second half. Put Barry Robson on my place. We ended up winning the game. I think Awful. we've just had an insight into what your scouting was when you were at Airdrie. It was just sign guys that maybe played well against you once when you were a player. Was that? I was saying Kyle Horton as well. Didn't with, we? with some squad, sign sign guys you've heard of. We were Chelsea. Their transfer window was incredible. Change for Rangers Fashion Sakala off Glenn Kamara on. So is that Todd Cantwell pushing further forward again? You would think so, wouldn't you? Um, pushing for that same goal just moments ago. Good ball across from Ken. You really want Morelos in, in between the posts there. That just goes out the back post area. But Bill want the second goal just to relax people. You know, 1-0. Again, been there before. You're thinking, whoa, anything can happen well, here. You, yeah, exactly. You, you, when it's 1-0, you're... Running the risk of the sucker punch. East Fife have equalised against the 10 men of Sterling Albion in that game. And Glenn Kamara coming on is an interesting one because Michael Beale was talking during the week about how he feels Kamara and Raskin are similar types of players. He said they're not exactly the same player, but he sees them in a, a similar mould. So that would look as if Glenn Kamara sort of coming on instead of Nicholas Raskin because I think he said the two could play together but they're maybe more similar than other options they've got in the midfield but, but Kamara's been in good form and he, yeah, scored, yeah. he scored in midweek and I thought he'd won his best games for Rangers um, the positive thing for Rangers just now is the three guys that scored midweek against Hearts we'll get back to that because it was one of these with Clyde Bill's Home Improvements Aberdeen 2 Dundee United nil. Dundee oh, sorry United. Motherwell Aberdeen yeah. 2 Motherwell nil, oh. piling the pressure on Stephen Hamill it's Boyan Miofsky with the goal a great through ball by Ramadani almost a goal for Ross County there what a save as well a good save by John McLaughlin a lot of talk about the Rangers goalkeeping position well John McLaughlin had to be alert there yeah. That is a good save. Yeah. That's Tipped a very good post. save. As I said Tipped to you, at 1-0 you're susceptible to the sucker punch and that was almost it. I think I think he's about forcing it straight down the middle of the goals. I think the fact that either side they're really asking my question, but take nothing away from him. He gets a good hand on it and keeps the ball out and it go back to Motherwell. I, I I I've no idea where they're going, what they're going to do. I think the way things are they'll get massive decisions to make. Because right now, I do not think the fans have got faith in the management team. Um, it's been a difficult introduction to management for Stevie. I know that you've, he's brought in nine players. What do you do? Uh, you backed him in that situation. Uh, Wraith Rovers next week in the Cup, and then two home games, which are going to be so vital. St Mirren, I think it's Hearts um, at Fir Park. It's just where where they can't win a game. In fact, they can't win a football game just now. They would, I don't even think they'd win the toss. Um, so they're really struggling. A big one of these at Ibrox. Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. We said it. He loves scoring against Rangers. Jordan White makes it Rangers one, Ross County one. It was a Jan Danda cross from a short corner. 
Jan Dander's been in really good form for them The cross comes in Right footed Jordan White Rising the highest Gets above John McLaughlin And it's 1-1 at Ibrox Keepers away As it said You know you could hear it You could hear it from here It's a good ball in Jordan White's always a danger in the box That's come back to what I'm saying Jordan White likes scoring against Rangers But the goalkeeper Question marks there for me Oh without doubt It is a decent ball But when you come that distance You have got to make sure you make it And McGoughlin Nowhere near it Yeah you've got to make that You've got to get in front A white there He's actually behind him And white just nods it in so, but also, you, also, if you're looking at it from a Rangers perspective, the, the, the defenders are poor. But see, if you're Ross County, that is absolutely terrific. It's a, a well-worked corner, short corner, good ball in. The the the, the, the move, the angles of the cross, and Jordan White just rises above there and puts his head on it towards goals and gets his. Got to say, you're right. See, the the corner's well worked, right? But if you're defending against that, no, think there's got to be more urgency. From your defenders to get out and stop the cross, Kent and Cantwell mm. just sort of like, ah, we'll just jog out here and go and throw the ball into the box because we'll. So they need to do better as well. Well, Malky Mackay reacting to that straight away. Jan Danda, who set up the goal, more of a creative midfielder, is off. Ross Callaghan on. So that's a, a more defensive change in midfield. How's that for you? He's putting a great ball and, you know, come sit next to me. But I think that's good in-game management from Malky Mackay. He understands that the, the whole dynamic of the afternoon's changed now and he has to react accordingly. As I say, I've said for the last couple of seasons with regard to the two-horse race for the title, a draw is a, a disaster and a defeat's a catastrophe. That That just now, for Rangers fans, is... A real poor result. Nothing away from Ross County. They come off the back of, you know, the, all the pats in the back in Wednesday night. They were terrific against Hearts. You know what I mean? Hearts were second best. I thought Rangers um, let Hearts off lightly. They could have probably put them more to the sword. And they go to Ibrox today against a Ross County team that's, yeah, they've picked up a couple of results in the last three games. I think it's 1 1 and 2 draws. But Get the, the goal at half time You're looking at More goals in the second half All credit to Ross County So far Terrific from him You don't see this All the time Brian Graham sent off For foul and abusive <laughs> language <laughs> Big Woody for Toy mm. Story oh. One of these Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements Well if you were worrying For Stephen Hamill before You'll be worrying even more now. Free, Aberdeen 3, Motherwell nil. Boyan Miofsky with his second of the game. Coulson and Clarkson combining to set the goal up and it goes from bad to worse for Motherwell. Well, Motherwell have a decision to make and Gordon DL spoke about it earlier. It's going nowhere other than in a downward direction. They are in a downward spiral. They have not won a game since October and you have two choices. You either change the manager now and see if you can get some sort of reaction from a new manager or you leave Stevie Hamill and take the gamble. How tough a decision is that? Because we've had Motherwell fans on the phone this week saying that they don't want Stephen Hamill to be the manager anymore. They don't think he can help them avoid relegation. But he's been backed in the transfer market as recently as this morning, as recently as last night. Nine signings for them. Can you let him bring in nine players and then just 
let him go that I'll quickly answer, I'll answer just quickly seeing this football game is supposed to be a results driven business right that's what you are judged on now in my time in management years ago if I'd have went through I would never have lasted this I'd have been out the door I'd been sacked I was very fortunate I was good at my job but Stevie, and humble as well yeah Stevie <laughs> Stevie Hamill you can forget all the Motherwell legend because that will never be taken away from him he's serving as a player we are now judging him as a manager of a football club that right now looks like they're going to be in the championship unless something dramatic's done I do not know um, the fact that nine players in backed him if you're still losing games and I know it's only the first game and he needs players to get up to speed and he needs players to get worked with because the transfer window only shot a couple of days ago but when do you actually draw a line and say right we cannot go further than this because it's only going one way you're getting relegated it's as simple and straightforward what's, as what's that what's the script behind the scenes at Motherwell in terms of recruitment and bringing players in because I think that hinges a lot on it if Stevie Hamill and, and Brian Kerr have sat down these are your targets and went to Burroughs there you go and they've sanctioned them all and brought them in then it doesn't make sense but I get results from business but as, if it is ahead of recruitment that have come up with these targets and it's been a, a board decision we'll get back to that in a second we've got a goal Goal Flashes with Clyde-built home improvements Hearts 1 Dundee United 1 it's Lawrence Shankland with the goal they're back level against 10 men took a deflection but Lawrence Shankland left footed finds the net Hearts back level who cares deflection doesn't matter it's a, a leveller and uh, it's a relief for Robbie Nielsen because you can only get away with so much when you're playing against 10 men uh, I'd be very surprised now if Hearts didn't go on and win this one of these as well VAR Review with Clyde-built home improvements the referee is taking a look at the screen at Pitodri for a possible handball by I think it's Matty Kennedy is it? Penalty for a potential penalty handball oh this will be another one to add to the collection if it is given it's well look at this in comparison to others that haven't been given and if it's not given they'll be the opposite side of the argument there is a VAR check as well VAR review with Clyde built home improvements and that's for Hart's goal Ooh. potential offside Ooh. in the build up to that one so Hart's may not be level we'll get the updates from both those games from Dave Galloway and David Friel, a potential penalty at Pitodre, and we'll see whether Hart's goal stands. Can you as imagine? Well. Still waiting, says. Interesting David ones, those ones offside, because it just led to believe offside's offside, you know, and it's, you know, pretty black and white. The lines are drawn pretty quick over, but must be a wee bit more to that one, that offside. Can you imagine Robbie Nielsen? <laughs> He'll be sent off. Penalty to Motherwell. Oh right, okay. Be interesting. Oh, so we have a chance to get one back three 0 down against Aberdeen and Motherwell have the Big chance to get one Van back Veen from the spot. Away. Kevin Van Veen does love scoring against Aberdeen. We'll see if it is him to take this one. Quite often does take their penalties. Dave Galloway will keep us updated from Petodre still waiting at Tynecastle. And you can imagine how frustrated the supporters will be there because they don't know whether Lauren Shanklin's goal is going to stand or not. And uh, well, of course, they will know what it's for. Checking for offside, checking it'll for possible, it'll it'll come up, up on yeah. the screen. The goal stands. Lauren Shanklin scores twenty-one in all competitions this season, 
and it is one all between Hearts and Dundee United. Rangers have hit the bar, Ryan Kent rattling the bar, left-footed shot for him. Rangers trying to get back ahead after that Jordan White equaliser, still one all at Ibrooks, waiting for that penalty as well. Kevin Van Veen steps up to take. Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. And he gets another goal against Aberdeen. In a word, Hugh, any way back for Motherwell? No. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's a consolation goal. Uh, uh, we go back to the earlier discussion, uh, and Gordon was quite forceful about it all. Either change the manager now, or accept that you are gambling with your fate because the club, the team, is on a downward spiral. Yeah, we did get interrupted in the middle of that Motherwell debate. Some of the players that have been brought in, Stephen Hamill hasn't even had the chance mm. to use yet. Dan Casey came in last night, not in the squad today. Uh, Callum Butcher signed a lot of Motherwell fans were saying they needed a bit of steel in midfield he's been brought in and hasn't been able to be in the squad today will he feel hard done by um, if, if some Motherwell fans get their wish um, no because I think he'll still get an opportunity as Mark says I don't know who actually I'll interrupt you there thank you Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements Rangers 2, Ross County 1 and it's Borna Barisic with the goal and another goal Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements Fraser Wishart has a goal at the Smyzer Stadium and it's Hibs that take the lead that a long unbeaten run in Paisley that St Mirren have is under threat and just before that of course Borna Barisic scoring a free kick Rangers back in the lead at Ibrox Well it's a known goal it is the the it depends whether it was on target or not It's heavily deflected But well, if, it, if it, it still counts if the, if the ball was going on target It'll still count as Bonabarisic's goal Mark Wilson, my learned friend <laughs> The goal has gone in at the other end With the goal that Bonabarisic was aiming for That's not You're also point. asking the wrong people Because these are two men that would absolutely claim That oh, goal yeah. under any circumstances like most of my goals here That, that will good. still No matter how big the deflection is there That will still go down as a Bonabarisic goal Because it was going towards the target initially it doesn't matter who scored it anyway I mean it's a vital goal for Rangers yeah. uh, because they were flirting with the disaster of a draw that's a signal for Ross County but mm. um, what a quick turnaround this is goal flashes with Clydebilt home improvements Hearts 2 Dundee United 1 and it's Alex Cochran with the goal in that game they're making the man advantage count at Tyne Castle the Hearts fans were booing earlier on in the game they were 1-0 down to Dundee United Ryan Edwards sent off but now a good left-footed finish by Cochran means Hearts have turned things around well that's Dundee United in a nutshell this season you know when things are going well for them fine as soon as something negative goes against them they crumble and Hearts will go on and win that one but he's right Rangers slice a luck about the goal no doubt about it but doesn't matter how they go in sometimes you need to win scrappy I do think the Rangers fans might be underwhelmed about this afternoon's performance I know we're giving credit to Ross County and we should but after the promise of what they saw midweek against Hearts I think a lot of them would have went along thinking, right, we've now got the performances to match the results and that will continue. It's not been the case this afternoon. It's been decent stuff, but it's not been anywhere near what was Tyne Castle midweek. Yeah, can I mean, how, how much can Rangers fans really complain about performance when Michael Beale is 
you know, on the verge, 15 minutes away from going, what would that be, 12 games unbeaten as manager, 11 wins? Listen, you never doubt fans. We were talking about Hearts were something like 10 undefeated, lost to Rangers after 15 minutes today at Tynecastle, they were getting booed. Um, yeah, I, I, like the fans are happy in the fact that Beals come in, he's won every game apart from one drawn against Celtic. I thought his performance, uh, the team's performance Wednesday night was a step in the right direction. He's brought in some new signings. Um, I think most Rangers fans are happy with them. Um, yeah, it's been a t- it's not been the greatest afternoon for them, but I think they'll accept that Ross County takes a bit of credit. They're still winning 2-1, it's another three points, and it's up to Celtic tomorrow. Yeah, that flurry of goals means we have basically not thought about the teaser at all. The second half teaser, Hugh, oh, give yeah. us that again. I have played alongside Scott McDonald and Gordon Greer. I've been managed by Tony Mowbray and Billy Davies. I have played for numerous Scottish teams. And for a club on a different continent, my only domestic honours were one here in Scotland. Who am I? Get your answers in at Clyde SSB, and I'll be disappointed if you don't get it at home because Mark Wilson got it within a minute. I think let's go through some of the answers. Big Rab says Aaron Ramsey. No. Thomas Lee says Chris Killen. No. James Milne says Charlie Mulgrew. No. Uh, There's a few more for... Chris Killen Craig Keatings says Marouane Zamama No uh, A shout for Johnny Russell from Brendan Lally Stop shouting uh, Cameron Hamilton says Stephen McManus No And Russell Boyce says Willow Flood No Plenty of wrong answers on that teaser Although there are a few getting it right as well So uh, Yeah Not too bad There has been a goal there for Morton 2-1 up Against Inverness, Muirhead, Robbie Muirhead with a goal in that game. Yeah, what result that would be for them. Yeah, leapfrog Inverness. Mm. Inverness sitting fifth and Morton sixth respectively in the championship. So that'd be a leapfrog from Morton. Really exciting league. You look at Queen's Park, what a huge result for them last night against their United 2-0 leapfrogging them. Yeah, so I was disappointed for my old club there. I was really, really (laughs) cheering them on last night, hoping they'd get a victory. Um, you know, uh, but I've never met a more bitter man than you about your old clubs. Were you not along at Oakleview? No, watching the game. Abs- I wouldn't go near. I wouldn't go. Uh, listen, <laughs> if they were playing down the back of them, uh, my house, I'd close the blinds. Um, listen, I wish them all the very best. I hope they do get promoted. No, you don't. That's, that's a lie. I'm not sure that's you'll be lie. welcome back at your I'm, I'm, I'm the only manager that never got an invite to their interior year. Oh. Did you know? No. Most successful of them all. Flashes <laughs> with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Never mind, we thought we had a goal at Pitodri, but it's not going to count. Oh, Who's it for? Uh, I can't tell because the information I've been given is that it went 4 2 to Aberdeen, which would have meant that both teams would have scored. <laughs> a double. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I'll clear, clear that one up. Oh, uh, that is intense stuff. And then it real disallowed. Paul had netted from close range for Aberdeen, but was offside. Will not count. You know, five minutes will be six five. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what, right? See, no seriousness. If that goes four one, you know, we were chatting about last week. Certain score lines just yeah. don't suit you. So three one, Stevie Hamill might just get away with it. It might just be fine. If it went 4-1, if it went 5-1, or if Motherwell hadn't scored, certain scorelines, he only has to look at the, the opposite dugout 
who's standing in there now, Barry Robson, and last week, you know, Jim took a six and he was at the job within 15 minutes, so... The good thing for Aberdeen is that it gets the, f- the crowd off their back, they've got a win. Next week is the Scottish Cup, and the club can now take their time uh, deciding whether Barry Robson is to be the new manager on a permanent basis and not interim manager, or whether they have a name in mind to come in. They've, they've bought themselves a little breathing space. Could you see Barry Robson getting the gig full-time? Is that something that the Aberdeen supporters would be happy with? No. They would... Uh, and, you know, terrific player, Barry Robson, um, and a very honest, earnest coach, and... He fancies it, Hugh. Yeah, of There's course. There's no doubt he fancies but, it. But the, the, the crowd are looking for... A bigger name. The two most inexperienced managers probably in the league are sitting 12th and 11th. Um, if you're Aberdeen and you're looking to kick on, especially with the money that they've spent, now they've spent a lot of money under Jim Goodwin because they backed him, I think you've got to get someone in with a bit more experience under their belt just now for Aberdeen. I think Barry Robson's turn will come as a manager. He'll eventually get a, a go to it, but not just now for me. I think he might just see it out to the end of the season. I don't think he'll be in the running um, come summer. But I think they might just keep him and take a bit of time. Well, there will be a debut at Ibrox for Nicholas Raskin. He's getting ready to come on along with Scott Wright and Antonio Cholak. So, Hugh, you didn't think he'd come on earlier on when there was only one goal in it? There is still only one goal in it and he's coming on. And uh, Ross County are still making a game of it uh, to their immense credit. But uh, that, to me... Sounds like Michael Beal is quite relaxed about the way the game's going. Feels he can uh, introduce... Well, Cholak is a goal scorer. And Morelos has not had an afternoon anything nearly like as good an evening as he had at Tynecastle midweek. So Cholak, Scott Wright, always a dangerous proposition. Uh... Kent and Morelos come off Cantwell is the other as well yeah so I think this is Michael Beale going for the big finish here Inverness 2 Morton 2 an equaliser for the Highlanders Ethan Cairns with the goal for them I think that's a big difference from Rangers when you look at the squad now you know Beale's making three changes here he's already made Kamara obviously earlier on but you're bringing on Raskin Cholak and Wright and you're actually able to take off Morelos and Kent and Cantwell Mm. you know Kent always stays on the pitch or more often than not in years gone by always stays on the pitch Morelos heavily relied upon but there you go three subs and I don't think Rangers fans would be saying oh what's the manager doing I think they'd be quite accepting see this is why Celtic and Rangers are set for the grandstand finish you know they've got two terrific squads that the bench you could take Celtic's bench or Rangers bench and start the game with them anytime you like Uh, so they're very very strong and the the concluding phase of the season will be terrific. Well, Rangers fans will be interested to see how Nicholas Raskin gets on. Only that around seven or eight minutes he's going to have on the pitch. A couple of quick passes in the midfield there. So we'll get a glimpse of him anyway to see what type of midfielder he is, what he can offer. He's in there in a midfield three, really, isn't he, with Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara? Yeah, pretty stable midfield, you've got to say. Um, ran about him. Yeah, uh, we'll obviously get to judge him. In weeks uh, to come, but he's already. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say he's, he's only been on about oh. forty-five seconds, and he 
He's had a he few right. passes. He got involved in a tackle there. One possession. Going forward. Yeah, but listen, go and enjoy yourself for your debut. He's certainly got a lot of touches. Yeah, certainly looks keen to get involved in the game. Nicholas Raskin. Sitting quite deep. Well, Michael Wheels did say he was a number six, number eight uh, in that position. Um, you like all that chat, don't you? No, I hate it. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. You're either a sitting midfield player or you're a winger. Or what is it? They, Does they, Gordon they, DL scream modern manager to you? And the kids use the just the letters sometimes, don't they? So, sometimes we overplay the game, Andrew. Big words mean nothing. DM. It's all about results. It's all about tactical genius. I think I he, was he called you a dinosaur. That's kind of <laughs> exactly. what he was getting at. That's exactly. not what I said at that's all. Just that's what I took for that. Get right. every qualification Blessed. under his son. <laughs> Get Gordon back. You've had one good day. <laughs> hey, that's a compliment. He said I've had a good day. That's fine, right? Let's, let's do this before the full time start flooding in. The second half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Scott McDonald and Gordon Greer. I have been managed by Tony Mowbray and Billy Davies. I've played for numerous Scottish teams and for a club on a different continent. My only domestic honours where one here in Scotland. I am Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd. Mark Wilson got that within seconds yeah, and then thanks. not long after that, his face popped up on the screen just behind Mark as well. But I, you, you got it before that, I'll give you that. The you. Uh, leaderboard, third place, Michael Collins. In second, Kieran Selick. But in first place, Aidan B123. You get the bragging rights for the Who Am I? The second half teaser you are on par with Mark Wilson. I don't know whether that's... No, not on par. Not on par. Well uh, just below me. Well done. How, what gave it away? All the clues that Hugh said there. Yeah, what was yeah. The, the, the one that just flipped it? Uh, so you Googled well, I just it. added them all up. Um, no, no, no. Uh, well, Tony, Tony Mowbray and playing with Scott McDonald. I think Middlesbrough. Right uh, away. Never mind that. Brighton have scored. Brighton have scored. Matoma, the man who put They've Liverpool gone well, Hugh. Yeah. Very he's been well. a he's been a fantastic pickup yeah. for Brighton, and hasn't what he? What a goal he scored to put Liverpool out of the cup last Sunday. I made my last ever appearance at Brighton for the yeah. famous Blues by <laughs> the seaside. I'll never forget it. Well, it's the old bucket and spade derby today. Brighton against Bournemouth. Worst performance a footballer ever put in in the 40, <laughs> forty-seven minutes, bar none. Was the club just too big I, for you? I was absolutely dreadful. Now think how bad he has really have got to have been. If that's him criticising himself, yeah. uh-huh. I was the guy something. that says he was unbelievable in every single game I he was, ever played. I was absolutely terrible. In fact, I was lucky to get back on the team bus. We need to get footage of this game. I, I want to see more of him. But they played me a position. I, I, look, I'm a goal scorer. I'm a natural. They played me as a winger. A great pace, great ability, could duck the shoulder, but no intelligence, more, no I, game intelligence. I was have you? more a, a you know a predator, a box player, a guy f- a nose for the goal. Just like I don't think <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Kylian Mbappe even talks about himself like this. No, absolutely not. No, and that is the last time we'll speak about Gordon Diel and Kylian Mbappe in the same sense. Uh, yes. Oh, a good result for Marv. Queen of the South against FC Edinburgh where is the potential for late drama St Mirren one goal behind against Hibs trying to get a goal to see if they can stretch that unbeaten home run Ross County looking for a late goal against Rangers and then Hearts who have turned things around against Dundee United however 
Uh, they do have a man sent off. Hearts nearly taking a two-goal lead. Stephen Humphreys has hit the post. Three minutes added at St Mirren Hibs. So three minutes for St Mirren to try and salvage something. I think uh, the, obviously the biggest drama would be if Ross County equalised. That would be the drama without equal. Uh, but I can't see it as going to end 2-1 there uh, the story for me will be the bottom four not a movement anywhere Kilmarnock will be uh, in ninth place on 23 points Dundee United will be bottom on 20 points and in between Ross County and Motherwell there you have the four strugglers and it's their battle for survival now it just shows how quickly things can turn because earlier on today when Dundee United went 1-0 up I was saying that would be them up to ninth at that point and as it stands they stay bottom of the table yeah the, 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 these four teams are locked in the, the fight for survival David and Freel will be delighted because there are seven minutes added oh, for him oh. in the rain at Tynecastle. so the lower leagues a lot of the full-time scores coming in around there however because of VAR stoppages and things like that in the Premiership we still have a few minutes left at most of the grounds Ross County have a late corner at Ibrooks. three minutes added there oh, get the goalkeeper get up get it in the mixer yeah get the goalie up Mark yeah and well, Hugh's right about the, the divide and you take tomorrow into consideration as well with St Johnson Celtic you fancy Celtic and win that and then you see the gap between Aberdeen and the rest below them they're all becoming detached from the top so that congested middle part of the league that's been there for a couple of weeks it's got to be and St Johnson obviously favourites here a wee bit ahead at oh. the minute but their form well we do have a full time Livingston against Kilmarnock Roger Hanna yeah Livingston 3 Kilmarnock 1 David Martindale's lines back in 4th place in the Premiership tonight and they did all their good work in the first half 3 goals inside the opening half hour so off Kilmarnock who have had another miserable away day on the road in the top flight early chances Fisher Montano headed off the bar after 5 minutes in Kelly Keeper Sam Walker made a good save to deny Joel Nubley after 7 but the opening goal was delayed only until the 10th minute a point blank header for Nubley after the Kelly defence failed to deal with a fizzing cross from home captain Nicky Devlin it was Nubley's first start in three months his first goal in four months and it set Livy on the road to three points it was 2-0 after 12 minutes Bruce Anderson with an easy finish after another Devlin cross for his sixth goal of the season and Livy's third arrived in 29 minutes Stephen Kelly cushioning a fine right foot volley into the postage stamp corner after Nubley's cutback deflected into his path Kilmarnock really seen as an attacking force in the first half Kelvisell did hit the side netting after 42 minutes but just seconds later at the other end it's a fine save by Walker to deny Anderson the chance for a four goal. Kelly started brightly in the second half. Christian Doidge scored his first goal for the club just two minutes after the restart. A close range scramble after both Kelvisell and Liam Polworth had efforts blocked in a mad scramble inside the 18-yard box. But Livingston always carried a threat in the second half. There was a double save from Walker to deny Jack Fitzwater and Nubly midway through the half. A flurry of changes, a flurry of bookings. Few clear-cut chances in the last 20 minutes. Livy back to fourth. Kilmarnock will stay ninth with the bottom four all losing as things stand. But two points and no wins in the road this season does not bode well for a relegation scrap for Derek McInnes' side. Livingston three, Kilmarnock one. A big result for Livingston. It's also full-time in Paisley. Fraser Wisher. So about a nil, Hibernian one. Saints long unbeaten home run comes to an end. They'd gone 11 without defeat, but came up against a strong Hib side today who deservedly won with a late LA Yuhan goal being the winner. Hib's the best the first half hour 
better on the ball. A couple of good efforts, Ewan. And a really good low shot across Trevor Carson. Tipped away at full stretch by the big goalkeeper. Then McGeady bent a 20 yard free kick over the wall and inches wide with Carson just watching it as he was beaten on his line. Saints better towards a half time whistle. They had a couple of chances a bit fell to Curtis Main. He tested Marshall with a near post shot. Well struck with his left foot. Then he shot wildly over after picking up a stray. Eden McGeady pass, but Hibbs again first to show in the second half. Paul Hanlon had a free kick down into the six yard box. Egan Riley with a hitch kick just shot wide. Lee Johnson unhappy to say the least when a, a controversial incident. Canovacus played the ball last and Chris Cadden found himself through 35 yards out, but then behind the Simon defence, the linesman flag for offside. The assistant referee should at least have let it play on. Simon were pressurising Hibbs' goal, crosses, dead balls, but Hibbs defence, Paul Hanlon outstanding. He stood firm and no chances at Marshall's goal. The other end, Cadden got to the byline. Good cross, a volley by Ellie Yuan from the penalty spot, just inches wide. Both sides made changes. Watt on for his home debut. Henderson on for Hibbs as both looked for the goal to win the game at Hop had a half chance his shot was smothered by Trevor Carson but then it was Ewan Henderson on as a sub that had an influence on the winner he drove forward on the right hand side tried to switch the play I think Marcus Fraser misjudged it and it fell to Ellie Ewan on the left hand side he jinked past Fraser again and the French striker blasted the ball past Carson as Alex Gogic made a challenge 700 7,000, sorry, 253 fans here, but 1,500 Hibs fans still celebrating to my right. They head east, happy with the three points, which takes Hibs above St Mirren and into fifth place in the table. Good performance by Lee Johnson's men. Full-time in Paisley, St Mirren 0, Hibernian 1. Well, two of the five games finished, still waiting for full-time at Ibrox, still waiting for full-time at Tynecastle and Pataudry. As well, in fact, it's just gone full time at Pataudry. Dave Galloway. Yeah, full time. Aberdeen three, Motherwell one. Uh, the home side gained the upper hand and went close with Pollock flashing a header just wide after connecting with a corner. And Kelly got down low at his right hand post to keep out Ramadani's volley from outside the box. Hayes had lengthy treatments after a head knock, but was initially able to continue. And in the 42nd minute, he crossed for Duke to head the hosts into a deserved lead. Just after that, though, Hayes went. To off looking somewhat dazed the visitors looked uh, a little bit better after the interval but Aberdeen went 2-0 up through Mayovsky a lovely dink over the keeper after uh, a really great uh, through ball from Ramadani that was on 64 minutes five minutes later it was 3-0 Coulson and Clarkson combined superbly to set up Mayovsky for a simple finish after 74 minutes the visitors pulled one back a penalty was awarded after a, a VAR review for handball against Kennedy advanced and Veen coolly sent uh, Horter the wrong way with his spot kick. Pollock netted from close range for the Dons, but uh, what would have been a fourth goal was quickly ruled out. But uh, all in all, much better from the home side. Back to winning ways. You can hear in the background what the fans think of that. But that is 11 league games without a victory for the Steelmen. It finished at Pittori. Aberdeen 3, Motherwell 1. A late red card for... Hearts, Josh Janelli sent off it looks like a straight red card for descent. We'll get the full story from David Friel when that game finishes. One game that has finished though, Rangers against Ross County at Ibrooks. Gabriel Antoniazzi. Yes, and it's finished. Rangers 2, Ross County 1. A header from Malik Tillman on the stroke of half-time gave the host the advantage, but a Jordan White header after an hour threatened to ruin Michael Beale's impressive run. A heavily deflected Borna Barisic free kick a few minutes later secured all three points for the hosts. There was a good first half, reasonably end-to-end as County set up well, but did also pose an attacking threat, something we don't see too often from teams here in Govan. 
Uh, 15 minutes in, today's player of the match, Todd Cantwell, clipped the crossbar with a nice curling effort, the first big chance of the match. There were several more uh, opportunities from Rangers. The theme seemed to be that they were just missing the target with their final uh, chance. Tavernier smashed the ball over from an acute angle. Alfredo Morelos had a really good effort that headed uh, just wide. Malik Tillman came on as a sub early on for the injury John Lundstrom. He had a few great driving runs. He headed just wide late on in the half and it did start to feel like it was coming. There was about two minutes of pressure in stoppage time in and around the Ross County box. Tillman made a lovely run into the six-yard box and Todd Cantwell clipped a pass from him, found him, headed into the back of the net. It wasn't as entertaining in the second half. Rangers perhaps guilty of just going through the motions a bit. They were forced to wake up by the visitors. First, Noah Kenner had a great effort tipped over by John McLaughlin. The resulting corner was taken short. Jan Dander had a great ball whipped in and he found Jordan White's head. Jordan White loves a big goal in a big game and he did it again. The Jers knew they had to put their foot on the gas and they did. Ryan Kent rattled the ball with his left foot. Then the 75th minute, Borna Barisic had a free kick, took a really heavy deflection off Jordan White, incidentally, and it left Ross Laidlaw with no chance in the county goal. Not the best performance we've seen from this team, and the manager will want more from them going forwards, but today's job is done. They are unbeaten in 12 under Michael Beale, seven wins in a row for Rangers, and Celtics lead the top, is trimmed to six points until tomorrow. Full-time at Ibrox, Rangers 2, Ross County. Well, there was only one goal in it at Tyne Castle between Hearts and Dundee United. Both teams were down to 10 men and right at the death, one of these. Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. It's full time at Tyne Castle. An incredible end. I'll let David Friel tell you. Full time, Andrew. Hearts 3, Dundee United 1. It's February the 4th but we might have to call off the goal of the season competition because I think Stephen Humphreys in the last 60 seconds has just won it the Hearts substitute scored from his own half it might even been in the D in his own half sailed over Mark Birgitte to seal the win here what a goal, the celebrations were unbelievable what a difference 45 minutes makes Hearts fans at half time, they put their team off at full time, they're now celebrating a huge, huge win they also finished with 10 men the United played an hour with 10 men it was probably harsh in them but a big one for Hearts. United started really well. They took the lead through Stephen Fletcher in nine minutes. And Manny Niskanen set in a low cross. The United striker took a touch before finishing under Xander Clark. United did better chances after that. They did so well. But everything changed in the half hour mark as Ryan Edwards, their captain, was sent off. He went in just too hard on Andy Halliday. Nick Walsh was told to go and have a look. Edwards had played the ball, but he left a bit on Andy Halliday and he was sent off. United should have still been 2 0 up at the break. Stephen Fletcher missed a good chance playing middle and hit the post. But the second half, in all honesty, was one way traffic. Hearts kept going, they kept going. The pressure finally told with three goals in the last 25 minutes. Lawrence Shanklin grabbed the equaliser when he gathered Barry McRae's cross and set a deflected strike into the bottom corner. Then, in 77 minutes, it was 2 1. Barry McKay again, he was the creator, a clever pass to Cochran, and he did the rest with a low finish. There was another red card in injury time. Josh Ginelli was booked for time wasting, then 10 seconds later, he was sent off for descent. It was no sarcastic clap. Nick Walsh sent him packing. But then, a minute later, Stephen Humphreys took centre stage. United had been pressing to try and get equaliser. The ball fell to the big striker. He raced up to about the halfway line and sent a soaring shot well over Mark Berrigiti. What a goal, what a finish, what a game. Full time, Hearts stayed in United 1.
Well David Frail had an absolute thriller there Stephen Humphrey scoring from his own half Looking forward to seeing that one The action is done And now we want to hear from you 01419511025 I'm sure fans of Rangers Will want to tell us what they thought of that performance What did you think of Nicholas Raskin uh, he of course came off the bench for his debut Motherwell fans What do you make of that? A 3-1 defeat to Aberdeen Kilmarnock fans might have something to say About that defeat to Livingston 0141-951-1025 We'll take your calls next After the action, it's your reaction 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Kevens Here with me, Andrew McLean on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard The action has finished today The scores from the Premiership Aberdeen 3 Motherwell 1 Hearts 3 Dundee United 1 Livingston 3 Kilmarnock 1 Rangers 2 Ross County 1 St Mirren 0 Hibs 1 We want to hear from you as well On the open line 0141 951 1025 What stood out for you today Hugh? Well obviously The lead at the top Is cut to 6 points It's up to Celtic At McDermott Park tomorrow To get back up to 9 Effectively 10 With their goal difference uh, Celtic must be resolute They must be consistent They must be focused uh, One false move And Then Nicholas Raskin may be right And there's still life left in the championship But The grim story is down at the bottom There are four teams who all lost today And We have a fight for survival Involving one third of our premiership table Kilmarnock that's just a bad result at Levy and you know they, they lack a goal scorer. Ross County brave at Ibrooks and a very fortuitous goal for Rangers to make it two one. Motherwell, no. There's nothing happening there of a positive nature. Not one thing. And Dundee United up a goal at Tynecastle, three one losers in the end. All four teams two are not going to make it, I think. Yeah, Hugh's right. I think what was evident today was the difference between top and bottom. Uh, and that sounds an obvious thing to say, but when teams are matched, it sometimes doesn't look like that. But today, it is. We don't even have to wait to the split. It's happening in plain sight here in the next couple of weeks. St. Johnson may find themselves in limbo where they will have enough not to go down, but they will never catch the top six. And the rest below them are... And a real scrap And like Hugh says here And Daz will probably add to it here Motherwell in real trouble If you look at the top three teams Andrew In the championship Queen's Park top Air United next And uh, Dundee Because of their draw at Hamilton today On the same points as Air I would not back Any Of the bottom four To beat Over two legs Any of those teams I wouldn't be absolutely certain Therefore I think the club who finished 11th Could also go down Are Ross County the one team out of that bottom four That maybe showed some promising signs today They went to Ibrooks. Yes they lost But they put up a good fight They were playing against a team who have been unbeaten Since Michael Beale came in The rest of the teams Motherwell, Dundee United, Kilmarnock Will be disappointed with their results They all were away from home But will Ross County be the one side That can maybe take something from today? Even before Ibrooks, I thought that uh, Ross County in the transfer Market uh, brought in Brophy, got off to a good start, scored last weekend, uh, got a good 1-1 against Hibs. They weren't expected to get anything today, but where I think Malcolm Mackay will take a lot of positives, 
at 1-0 I think his players stood up to it They get back in the game With Jordan White They get undone with a deflected Barisic free kick um, So I think you can take a lot of heart And a lot of positives from that So me personally just now I think Ross County are probably In the better place I think Dundee United will look back in their afternoon And think yeah there's a great opportunity But going down to 10 men makes it difficult But for me just now Kilmarnock they're not, you know, I just, I said at the beginning of the season, I thought it would be a difficult first year up from them. It's turning out that way. They're in real trouble. But my team, Motherwell, are absolutely dreadful. And, 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 and I'm looking, I don't go on a social media, but I'm looking just now because of, you know, the situation. And the Motherwell fans out there, and I'm not saying me, because it's the fans that pay their money, they go along, they support the club. They are not happy at all. Well, Motherwell fans, let's hear from you. 01419511025. We want to hear from fans of any club, really. Rangers fans, what did you make of that performance today? Maybe you're a Kilmarnock fan, Dundee United fan, not too happy with what you were seeing today. Give us a call. 01419511025. First up is John. He's a Rangers fan in Sandy Hills. John, what did you make of today's performance? Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm happy with the result. Um Difficult team to play against Ross County um, I thought they did really well um, But my main point is John McLaughlin <clears throat> He's not for me He can't he, he can't be a goalkeeper for Rangers No anymore No after today's performance He came out for that goal Big Jordan White Fair play to him He got in in front of him But As a goalkeeper You've got to be big You've got to be strong <sighs> Give him a dunk Give him a hit Give him anything Um then a couple of weeks ago against Kilmarnock, it was the exact same when Kilmarnock scored. Um, it's just too many consistent mistakes for John McLaughlin, and I don't think he's, I don't think he deserves to be in the team. I would rather um, Young McCrory gets a shot. Um, I just wonder what the panel think about that. Well, Gordon, you said earlier on in the show that you didn't feel it was too much of an issue if Rangers were chopping and changing their goalkeeper in the second part of the season. Has your opinion changed no, after that? No, no it hasn't because they still won the game. Um, yeah, Did they make a mistake? Yes, but I said that um, Michael Beale will take his time in transfer market and I'm certain that come the summer a goalkeeper will be probably top of that list. Um, yes, he didn't have his greatest afternoon. Um, we might see the chopping change from now to the end of the season and the manager's come out and said that's the way he's going that's the way he wants to plan it um, but it, I, I don't think he's got to be the number one goalkeeper when McGregor steps if out he, I think a new goalkeeper will come in If you want to be a goalkeeper at Rangers or Celtic you have to be an utterly dominant figure as McGregor was as Hart is but McLaughlin, not a chance. I mean, I, I think that the, the 4 nothing defeat to Celtic in September, uh, he was very lucky to recover from that because he then lost another four to Ajax in the midweek game that followed. He's nowhere near good enough to be Rangers' first-team goalkeeper if your aspirations are to play in Europe, to go as far as you can there. Today, he was punished by the Ross County goal, but he had similar mistakes from corner kicks he's just not the man to wipe out everybody in front of him and be the dominant goalkeeper he should be uh, McGregor will surely retire at the end of the season McCrory has been there for such a long time somebody had better find out soon what he can do in that Rangers jersey but McLaughlin will not be Rangers goalkeeper at the start of next season after 
Rangers beat Kilmarnock at Rugby Park Michael Beale was asked about the goalkeeping situation He said that he wanted to try all the goalkeepers up until the end of the season He said he needs to give John McLaughlin and Robbie McCrory a fair chance Essentially of staking their claim for the number one spot And he said that essentially he'll choose between those two Or bring in a new goalkeeper in the summer John McLaughlin not exactly making a strong case for himself today, Mark. No, and where's McCrory's fair chance then? He's, he's been injured. Has he been recently? injured? Right, yeah, that's fine. Because their sort of third goalkeeper that's been in the squad um, on match days and sitting in the stand has been Kieran Wright in recent weeks. Okay, so, so with McLaughlin, at what stage do you look at it and go, this guy isn't going to be our number one? I'm all for giving people a chance, especially when new managers come in and the old saying it's a clean slate and the manager gets to judge everyone on merit. The goalkeeping situation is slightly an odd one. We don't usually see goalkeepers rotated, but fine, Beals went along with it. But surely he must be sitting up and going, I can clearly see that this isn't the man. He then looks at his past record before he came in, um, his rap sheet, if you like, before Beal entered the building again, and he looks at that. Has he improved? No, he's not. You look at the mistakes, has he improved from his mistake against Kilmarnock? Because you, you think, well, we'll learn in a couple of weeks. No, exact same And right at the end of the game Ross County had a set piece again And he made the exact same mistake And he's lucky that it was Goldson That got a header on the ball Or there could have been an equaliser John, is this something that You feel should have been addressed In the January transfer window? Well, I think definitely, yeah I mean, there was a couple of English keepers down south I think Jack Buckland was one um, They could maybe have got them in a free transfer um, I, just, I don't know, I mean Look at McCrory sitting there I mean how long does the guy Need to be there Before he gets a chance He had two games last year When Covid struck He played the old firm game Kept a clean sheet Played the European game Kept a clean sheet And the guy's disappeared Well Michael Michael Beale says he will Give Robbie McCrory a chance Before the end of the season You can understand why He didn't throw him in Straight away When he first Became manager But he's then Since said that Robbie McCrory will get his chance But he's had injuries But you know, we, we've talked about it a few times, Hugh, about the, the chopping and changing of goalkeepers. You, you don't really see teams, top teams, do that no, for no. a reason. Uh, first of all, you can rest assured that John McLaughlin will not play in the cup final against Celtic. Today, put the kibosh on that altogether. Um, Robbie McCrory, it's a difficult one for Michael Beale because he's got a title to go after. He's six points behind Celtic. There are two games against Celtic to be played. He doesn't want to give up and give the title over to Celtic and say, well, we can't win it. It has to keep on going. But you don't, with Robbie McCrory coming in at this late stage of the season, I think McGregor now has the responsibility, cup and league. John, did you see many positives? What did you think of the performance of Nicholas Raskin when he came on? I know it was only a a short stint he had on the pitch. Yeah, I look positive, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm quite happy to see the boy getting a, a chance. I uh, thought Todd Cantwell did really well um, also. Um, another point I'd like to make is I think Big Malik Tillman um, looks outstanding once again and I think if there's an opportunity to make that um, loan deal permanent, I think we should really explore that and try and get him over the line because I think that's somewhat eight goals and six assists since the beginning of the season, which isn't too bad considering... Um, I just, I we've just got to keep going, just got to keep going, and hopefully Celtic maybe drop points here or there. But I, I can't really see it. But anyway, we, we can beat them in the cup final. So there you go. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> With regard to Tillman, it's the old Jerry Maguire answer. 
Show me the money. If you have the money to buy him, you'll get him. If you're going to haggle, no, you won't. Yeah, I mean, Michael Beale has spoken openly about Malik Tillman this week. He says he's a player that he wants to keep at the club. He says the whole club are on the same page when it comes to that. We'll need to see what happens when it comes to the summer and Rangers triggering that, that buyout clause. But have you seen enough, Mark, that it would be a smart move for oh, Rangers to make that permanent? Yeah, yeah I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, the options there and you've got the finances, then you would sign them. I think Rangers have been crying out for more midfielders to chip in with double figures uh, in terms of goals. You know, in the past couple of seasons, um, heavily relying on their front men to do that. Um, and Tillman, it was John saying he was at eight goals there just now. He will get into double figures, good fancy. So, those kind of midfielders worth their weight in gold. Something he adds as well, Gordon, is an aerial presence mm-hmm. because he scored quite a few goals with his head for a guy who is a sort of, I know you hate these numbers, but he is a 10. He can play as an eight as well, a slightly, you know, deeper midfielder. He, also makes those late runs into the box and is a physical presence in the box. I think he's getting better uh, every time I see him, uh, Andrew. And I do think that's down to the Rangers manager uh, tweaking one or two positions. You're right, he's a threat in the box. He's getting into good positions. He's uh, scoring goals. I thought his header today, as much as everybody would say, well, he should score it, I thought it was a very good header for a good cross from Cantwell. He's certainly improving. He's a young player and he's only going to get better. Yeah, an assist for Todd Cantwell as well, Mark. That's exactly what Michael Beale will want to be seeing from him. When you bring in attacking players, Todd Cantwell said himself, you know, he doesn't judge himself on, on goals and assists. He says that, you know, he judges his own his own game on a lot more than that. But he was involved in his, his first game. He played the pass for Morelos. That was flicked through for Glenn Kamara. And Rangers scored when they beat St. Johnston. And then today... Starts again yeah. and plays across. Well, if he doesn't judge himself in that, um, you can be sure Rangers fans will. Because if you're attacking midfielder in world football, fans will judge you on what you supply in the final third. Now, Cantwell, he's never going to be Rangers' top goal scorer, but he'll chip in with a few. But I think it's assists, creativity. That's why he was brought to the club. I thought today when he got to the byline, uh, that's the more difficult option to stand up into an area and allow your midfielder to go and put his head on it and score. Well, thank you to John 01419511025. We've got Andrew on the line in Cumbernauld. We'll hear from him after these. The games are over. The talking begins. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Keevans with me, Andrew McLean, on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025. We want to hear from you before six o'clock. Motherwell fans, another defeat for your club. And Stephen Hamill, what are you making of what's going on there? Rangers fans, we want to hear from you as well. What did you make of that win over Ross County? Not often we'd mention rugby on this show but the Six Nations is on Scotland leading 12-10 against England at the moment it could go 12-all if they uh, put this conversion away but we will finish with that rugby chat and we will go straight back exciting exciting the guy is left and right of me Andrew not impressed by it at all but I'm a slightly more cultured man than these two back to the football Andrew is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld Andrew what's on your mind after that game today Good evening panel It's about the keeping situation again McLaughlin should never have played for Rangers After the 4-0 defeat to Celtic um, And I'm just concerned um, Obviously McGregor's 41 um, This should be the last season um, The only other keeper we've, really keeper we've got is McCrory But he's never been tested I think I know McCrory's out injured now 
I think once he comes back, if Michael Beale's going to play keeper weekend, different keeper weekend week out, it's got to be McGregor and McCrory because we've got to see what McCrory is capable of. Because if he's not capable, we need to get a new keeper in. Well, Hugh, I know you hate the word narrative, but yeah. Michael Beale had mentioned it about John McLaughlin. He said he felt the narrative surrounding John McLaughlin earlier in the season before he took over was unfair. He felt he was being unfairly judged on that performance against Celtic. Do you agree with that? Uh, well, I've lived in this city all my life and that game can kill your career at either club or make your career. And... Uh, I thought his performance, well, we all know about David Turnbull goal, quite extraordinary mistake made by McLaughlin. He's not good enough to be Rangers' number one goalkeeper. It's as simple as that. You know, uh, Andrew on the line is upset because of the, the Celtic game, and I knew that many Rangers fans would judge him on that particular occasion. However, that's not the be-all and end-all. He's just not good enough. And today showed that he's not nearly dominant enough uh, to be that number one goalkeeper McGregor will have to Bear the brunt He will have to play in the cup final Not that that's a hardship for Rangers He's a fine goalkeeper But he will have to play in the cup final And In the league games Until such time as Celtic do wrap up the title At which point if that happens You can bring in Robbie McCrory Because the title has gone And you can find out what he can do But uh, McLaughlin is not good enough to be the number one goalkeeper and this season has proved that to be the case. Hugh's saying throw in McCrory when, you know, the league is settled and the games, the pressure is off in the games. Is that the way you can really test a goalkeeper in games that are meaningless? Say it gets to the end of the season, the league title is is settled. If he wants to test Robbie McCrory's credentials as a Rangers goalkeeper, does it not need to be in high pressure games? Yeah, yeah, I see your point there. Um, where I don't think he'll uh, test it will be the cup final. I think McGregor will be the number one goalkeeper there, and I, I think every Rangers fan would agree to that. You look at the goalkeeper today getting thrown in against Ross County, you think, look, Ibrox, after the performance against Hearts, it'd be an easy shift. And all of a sudden, we've got phone calls here, the first two phone calls saying he shouldn't play for Rangers again, he's never a number one goalkeeper. So that's a test. Right away, because it's really defined for a lot of Rangers supporters his career going forward. Rangers, no doubt, will bring in a goalkeeper in the summer. Um, I know that fans are frustrated saying should have been in January, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. The right deal might not have been there and they have to wait till the summer to get the right man. And I think they can afford to do that. You look at John McLaughlin's performances and, and Alan McGregor, what he's done this season, Robbie McCrory still waiting to come in. Mark, Michael Bayliss, he he has explicitly come out and said that he is going to give the goalkeepers their chance. Rangers fans that we've had on the phones are calling for there to be you know, one consistent goalkeeper. Can you see Michael Beale changing his approach after coming out and saying that that is his plan and that's what he's going to do? No, I don't think so, but I, I think Andrew's right on the line. You have to draw a line under one of them sometimes. You have to make a decision and say, right, okay, I've gave you a fair crack of the whip and you've not shown me anything other than what you know my information was beforehand. So you've had your go. Okay, let's give McCrory a, a shot at that. But I, I like your point, Andrew. I don't know how much you gain from throwing in a, a goalkeeper when the pressure's off. Rangers, Michael Beale will understand what a perilous situation it is. Going into a new season, 
with a, a club legend like McGregor retiring and a huge position to fill, he's got to be sure. It, no doubt one will come in, but he's got to know what he's got in his book so far. And I think McLaughlin today and previous weeks has shown him that he isn't going to be good enough going forward. In any circumstance, does Alan McGregor spend another season at Rangers? Because I think this time last season, people would have said the same. People would have definitely said the same after he came on for a couple of minutes at the end of the Scottish Cup final. That looked like the big farewell. That looked like the goodbye. Yet, he's still a Rangers goalkeeper. I cannot see it. Time catches up with everyone. And he can look back on his career with Rangers with immense pride. He has been... Wonderful for Rangers But The flaws Are beginning to show Not every week But periodically There's something that shows you That he is not The dominating figure He used to be On a regular basis So I could not foresee Him Starting at Rangers next season What pleased you today About that performance Andrew Was there much? Um, just three points And it was good to see the new boys coming in again Cantwell and that coming in again um, I'll pick up I don't think there's any um, Meaningful game when you play for Rangers When you've got 50,000 fans there behind you Every game counts And um, Yeah, so I, I think by throwing McCrory in I don't think it's a pointless game um, And I would just like to see what he's got to offer In front of 50,000 fans if he can cope yeah, I think it's just a case of Robbie McCrory getting fit now and he will get his chance. Michael Beale has said that. To pick up a new point, Andrew, if not in games, and I'm assuming that Celtic win the title, if not in games that come after Celtic have won the title, then what? You mean, you you then roll on to the start of next season and you know, by, by that time... But sure, surely he's going to throw him in before that. Surely that is the... That's his thought process But but you said that games that come after Celtic have won the title And we're, just, we're talking hypothetically here mm-hmm. Are meaningless And is that the real stage for him? But well, I wonder, I think you're meaning What do you learn yeah, when the pressure uh-huh. is not there? Well, Celtic's not won as the title. Much, yes, you know, Andrew on the line says there will be pressure Because he'll be playing in front of yeah. 50,000 But would he not gain more? And would Michael Beale not get a better perspective? Putting him in in a game where it's, you know there's massive points how far away how how far away is he from full fitness we don't know I don't think we've had an update from Michael Beale in a few weeks on McCrory but it doesn't seem as if it's a long term injury well for example then you you pick your moment as he does with McLaughlin Um, there will be games that are not as demanding as others for example those four teams at the bottom of the league any of them Going to Ibrooks, you'd be tempted then. Uh, while so the, for today, if, uh, for example, if Ross McCrory, uh, Robbie McCrory, sorry, was fit, was this the type of game to to play him in? Uh, uh, going by what you're you're talking about about getting a, a real true impression of what he can do, then yes. But he, he won't play against Celtic in the cup final. He won't play against Celtic on the eighth of April at Celtic Park. Um, McGregor will have to do that job, but. John McLaughlin, and you know, he's had a, a long professional career, but he is simply not the man to hold down the number one jersey at a club like Rangers for domestic and European football. 
from a Rangers perspective in a positive sense it is another win Michael Beale keeps his unbeaten run going all Rangers can do at the moment is keep on winning games keep that pressure on if they're playing on the Saturday try and cut that gap put the pressure on Celtic who of course play tomorrow away to St Johnson yeah uh, again impressive when you look at the the list of results that are piling up now for Beale you can't see anything other than impressive because that's difficult getting a run like that and continually winning is difficult Again, there's, got, there's going to be some criticism because the performance levels don't match what the Rangers fans saw midweek. But look, that's not just coming from me. That's that's a manager. And he may say similar today. We've not heard what he's got to say. Um, some of the stuff was good. He'll be impressed with his new signings. I, I think even Raskin, when he came on for a short space of time. I mean, remember, Raskin's not coming on when it's easy street and it's 3-0 and there's no pressure. He's coming on and it's 2-1 and he's still prepared to take the ball so he can be pleased. But he's just... Bill strikes me as somebody who strives for perfection in performances and he's a bit away from that. But results are going their way and that's that's good enough for now. Yeah, we'll try and hear from Michael Bill before the mm. end of the show. But he is always quite honest. Even when Rangers win games, he will come out and say that he feels that you know they weren't on top form, that they've got a lot to, to work on. Yeah, I think he's very open in his interviews, Andrew. I think he tries to clear a lot of things up for the Rangers supporters. And, um, you know, I think um, the Rangers supporters appreciate that. I don't think he'll be overly disappointed. Yes, after Wednesday night's uh, performance at Tynecastle, looking to kick on. There's always got to be a difficult game. Credit goes to Ross County, but they still get the job done. They still win the game. But he, like Mark says, if, if you're a manager of these two big clubs, you've got to be just going for perfection. Results first and foremost, and he's getting them... He wants to add a bit of glamour to it as well. Well, let's start hearing from some of the managers. And I want to hear from Robbie Nielsen because I want to hear what he says about that Stephen Humphreys goal from his own half, scoring late in the game. I think it was the 98th minute, let's hear, after their 3-1 win over Dundee United. You know, I've been here for a long time and seen a lot of games over the years. And, you know, I can't think of a better one, to be honest with you. It was, it was an unbelievable finish. And I think as soon as it left his boot, we all thought, it's got a chance it's over the keeper and then is it dipping and time kind of slowed down a bit for everyone I think so yeah outstanding delighted for him because you know he's a, he, firstly he's a brilliant boy he's been brilliant for the, group, the dressing room and the group and you know he's been a wee bit in and out you know but you see when he comes on mate he can give a goal of the season is now done <laughs> and I think that'll be uh, it'll definitely be over the social media tonight huh? I thought first half we were poor to be honest with you I, mean, I thought we were slow in possession and they move it quickly enough, you know, not, not aggressive in the past, you know, with the opportunities to play through the lines and into the, the eights and we didn't do it. We kept them back and going wide, you know, and I think obviously the sending off was a big burn in the game because we then started to get a bit more open, we were changing our shape to stretch it and it allowed us to, to win the game. Goal of the season is now done, says Robbie Nielsen. He says it'll be all over social media later on. That's a lie, it's already all over social media. I've seen it and it is quite something. It's an arrow. He oh. absolutely just fires it. Beragetti has no chance. I think he's maybe on the edge of his box. How far into his own half of the field? Is he, he was probably in the middle of his half of the centre circle, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So, Amazing. I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, oh, it's quite, just, it's just quite something. The Nokia doesn't show it. Actually. Unbelievable. Well, I've seen a goal from um, own half. We all do, don't they? But this one, Robbie Nielsen you know, describes it well in the middle of the centre circle. Oh, what a goal. 
Is that something as a manager you'd be encouraging when you've only got a goal lead? You've just gone down to 10 men. Would you be screaming at him to take the ball the into corner. the corner? Yeah. yeah, yeah, get it in the corner. But he's only one thought in his mind there. He's got about three Dundee United players around him. Do you think Nielsen was, well? Nielsen was shouting at him when the ball was midair and no, then slowly no, sort he, of put he his hands down? He would have been shouting at the fourth official <laughs> at, at that time. He wasn't even watching it. It changes the, the whole complexion of the day for Hearts because they've stuttered, gone a goal behind. Fortunate enough to watch Dundee United lose a player to a red card. Still couldn't get on level terms with him in the first half. Crowd but restive at half time. Uh, and they not only come back, make it 2-1, everyone's happy. They withstand the loss of Josh Ginelli getting sent off. And then comes this moment of high drama. And the curtain can come down then to a standing ovation. Yeah, go and find that video at home because it is quite spectacular. 01419511025. Michael is a Celtic fan in Liverpool. Michael, what are you thinking tonight? Uh, good evening, guys. Um, <clears throat> that Rangers fan about winning the final. Now, I think that Michael Beale, since he's came back to Rangers, he's did really, really well. And um, I'm a wee bit concerned as a Celtic fan because I've got a. I mean, the old Durham games last year and all that were quite close. But uh, I've got a bad, bad feeling about that. I think Rangers will, will edge it. Can you give us a reason why, Michael? This year, you know, um, and like as I heard, I seen that um, Andy Walker was saying about oh, Celtic need to watch Fashion Sakala. I Fashion Sakala is a very, very dangerous player. But Rangers have. A lot of good players all over the park, and that you like that Tillman's. I think he's a good player, you know. And um, I think that both both clubs have tremendous squads now. When you look at the bench for Celtic and for Rangers, you could lift the entire bench and put them on the park from the start for the next game, and you wouldn't be severely under strength at all. The cup final. Assuming that both clubs go on as they are at the moment, they've still got Scottish Cup ties to play, but they're both at home. Uh, the, the Cup final is going to be a mega occasion, and either team could win. As ever in this game that is the separate life form, who hits the form on the day when Celtic played at Ibrooks in the 2-2 draw they had the first half and Rangers had the second half, but Celtic had the resilience to get the 2-2 draw through Kyogo. When they played in the Giovanni Van Bronckhurst era, it was 4-0. John McLaughlin, Celtic Park, Rangers all over the place. Now we're going to see the real strong versions of both clubs and you know, I'm surprised that Michael giving up the ghost three weeks before the final was played, but it's going to be a terrific occasion with two marvellous teams, and therefore you can't say with any certainty who will win. Yeah, it's not often a, a fan of one of Glasgow's big two comes on and is quite complimentary about the other side, but Michael Beale has put together a very good unbeaten run as Rangers manager. He's made them hard to beat as well in games where they maybe haven't you know, performed at their best, they still are getting those results. And that's the most important thing, that but uh, breeds confidence and if you can throw in a, a good performance in between that as well to add to it, then you start uh, progressing. I think that the two uh, the two signings have helped because 
I think Hugh's right As much as the two of them have got terrific squads I said about two or three weeks ago That Rangers had to get a stronger bench We've seen that today against Ross County With the substitutions um, The cup final I'm so looking forward to it I just think it'll be one of those days It'll be an absolute cracking game of football Well thank you to Michael 01419511025 on the lines Michael Beale has also spoken to the media after Rangers 2-1 went over Ross County. We'll hear what he had to say next. After they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL has just broken his headphones in half. That's... It's only taken you until almost quarter to six to do that, so that's all right. Um, yeah, a lot of interest in the games today. We had Michael, the Celtic fan, talking there on the phone. He was saying that you know he feels Rangers could beat them in the, the cup final, talking about their unbeaten run. Rob on Twitter says, does anyone want to look at Celtic's unbeaten run as well? But that is that what is going to make, make the point. That, that is what is yeah. going to make this yeah. cup final. And I can't believe we're talking about it because there's still so much to happen before then. But that's what's going to make that game so of interesting. Of course, I was going to say to Michael there, yeah, he's right to be wary of Rangers in the run of form they're on. But Celtic have not only equaled that, but bettered it by scoring more goals and conceding less. So... It's going to be fascinating. Um, still a long way to go. How long have we got? Three weeks? Yep. Something like that. Three weeks tomorrow. Ah, mm-hmm. A long way to go. It'll be fascinating right now. 20, 20 sleeps. Plenty, plenty of action to come before then, though. Alec is a Rangers fan on the line. Next, Alec, what were your takeaways from the game today? Hi, guys. Um, my takeaways from the game today is definitely we've been kind of on a brilliant, a brilliant kind of form now, and I've won all those drawn one against Celtic. Now, my kind of, what I truly believe is that like Michael Beale has got the gatherings to get the team together. I think by the time he gets to the summer, gets pre-season with them, gets in the way he wants to play, I think definitely next year is our kind of time. I definitely 100% believe as strong as Celtic are, and like you say, they're, they're getting better and better every week, which is unfortunate. It's not great to see. But I think next year... Have you given up hope yeah. on this season, Alec? This season... I mean, I said when Michael Beale came in, if he if we go uh if we lost the league by nine points or less, I would be I wouldn't go as far as saying happy, but I can't very well complain. If he's came in, he's came into that deficit, there's no way we can expect him well, to Michael, win this. They'll take all their games. There's nothing else we can do. Well Michael Beale has spoken to the media after the game. Let's hear what he had to say. A game of not defending a set play and then having to chase a game that was very, very comfortable before that. I have to say, I thought Malky came with a really good game plan. I thought his boys were terrific. I have to assess my own uh, part to play in the game today as well because trying to keep one or two players happy or engaged and obviously making five subs, you don't always have to do that. I'm showing a lot of faith in people. Maybe that disjointed the performance a little bit as well, I thought. It was uh, the third game in another week where we've got three wins. That's the most important thing. I'm still searching for a performance. The team are here at Ibrox where we take our chances because some of our football, again, first half today was very good, but we were fussy in the final third. If you think about how ruthless we were on Wednesday, if you like, and how clinical we were at times, I think we got people taking two, three, four touches in and around the box when... We should be getting our shots off. But we were slow getting out to a short corner. We're winning the game 1-0 at home. We're comfortable in the game. John's not had much to do. And then 
Uh, we switch off of a short corner, they deliver it, and where's the centre-halves, where's John? It's, it's a collective thing. As strong as we were in midweek on set plays to go and score two goals from it, we've let ourselves down today, and then we're having to chase a game that was in our hands. I think in the subs as well, one or two maybe came on, and I wouldn't say they played for themselves, but they wasn't in tune with the rest of the team. And those decisions are on me a little bit. Yeah, a few interesting things to take from that. The one that sort of stood out to me was he sort of admitted his own naivety in a sense, didn't he? He's, he's not been a manager for too long, but he mm. said that maybe he didn't make the right decision in making substitutions for the sake of keeping players happy and engaged. He's also telling you that when the subs come on, they were playing for themselves and not for the team. He's also saying, where's John? Meaning the goalkeeper, when the goal is scored. Uh, so he summed up the game perfectly well. Michael Beale, he, he and he did the right thing by praising Malcolm Mackay and Ross County because they contributed towards the scoreline being as narrow as it was. Uh, you know, to go back to uh, Alec on the line, uh, that's the way the rest of the season will go now. I mean, the, the Celtic have to be on top of their game at McDermott Park tomorrow. The pitch will be awful. It's that miserable twelve o'clock kickoff time. But Celtic have to be focused and have to get the lead back to nine points. And it will go on like this. And Michael Beale will try things like he did today because he's had 12 games as the manager. He's got to learn as quickly as he can because his objective is to start next season as a proper legitimate challenger to Celtic for the title. Alec, did you agree with what you heard from Michael Beale there? 100%. Listen, it's... Um it's what everybody's saying. There's nothing worse than when you're watching the manager and they, they kind of skip over the bits. Everybody can see in the game the basic kind of press conference that's been trained. It's good to see, kind of refreshing. And he's, he's saying what everybody's thinking. Where's John? Kind of things like that. And like he's always been, like forward speaking, kind of since he came in, he said what he wants to say. And he's he's not beat around the bush, which is brilliant to see. Yeah, I think, I think that what the Rangers fans appreciate from the manager is he speaks for the heart as well. He tells the truth. He tells it up front. He t- he's open. Um, you know, he's very open as a manager. He comes out. He answers the questions. He doesn't shy away from them. I think even listening today, he'll go back and reflect on that and think, yeah, one or two mistakes I made as a manager. That's, all, that's a learning curve, as you said, Andrew. He's not been in the hot seat for that long. It's a massive job that he's taken on. Um, and I think he's learning as he goes along as well. I think where I... If I was him, I'd look at the decision to leave out probably two of the best players on Wednesday night, two guys that scored the goals as well, Kamara and Tillman. As much as he'll get the praise for bringing Tillman on, obviously an injury to Lundstrom, and he gets a goal. But I think when he's talking about keeping players happy, he'll be learning all the time thinking, well, that was a mistake. The players have got to keep the manager happy, and I think that'll be the way going forward. The important thing for Rangers, if Michael Beale is admitting that he's still learning on the job, he's had less than a year as a number one in terms of management, the bonus for Rangers fans will be that they are still winning games, they are still getting results even when the manager is learning on the job. Of course. How many times do we see it when things are going wrong? It's a results-driven business and you, you can only give them positives for that side of the game. But I, I said it before, he sounds like he's a perfectionist, even in analysing that game there. He wants a, a performance at Ibrox that matches something similar to, to Tynecastle. That was pretty close to perfection. Um, and they've still to get there. 
but interesting picking up in the changes he made and the players you know even though they won and some managers would come in you know after this 10, 11, 12 week period whatever it is and try and keep the squad together he's shown that he's pushing the boundaries he, he wants to take people out of their comfort zone and he'll let them know if they don't live up to his standards Well thank you to Alec on the line Of course there is another big game tomorrow Celtic away to St Johnston Let's hear what Ange Postacoglu has to say about that one See, to Take it into account yeah, To be fair you know, A lot of the pitches at the moment aren't in great Nick uh, Ours included So um, it's something we've had to, to adjust to um, You know even at, um, Even last week's game um, it was at Dundee United um, yeah, with the wind and, and, and the pitch so it's something we need to adjust to but again you know, within that context we still try to maintain our sort of clear focus that the solutions to that challenge still lie within doing the stuff we do really well I still think you know, it, it'll still help us be successful we don't want to change our game we don't want to change our approach and in terms of you know, team selection nothing really changes in, in terms of that because again we still want to go out there and, and try and be a dominant team, work hard, you know, defensively and, and, and out, be disciplined in our structures. You know, maybe they won't be as, as fluent in our football, but it doesn't stop us from being threatening. Yeah, Ange Postacoglu has mentioned that St Johnston's pitch isn't great. Callum Davidson has talked about that himself midweek. I think he said that his players quite enjoyed playing at Fur Park during the week just because mm. the surface was quite good. We saw the weather today, it wasn't great. The elements, you know, won't be fantastic but Ange Postacoglu will always set out his team to perform the same way yeah he's got every faith in his squad and why wouldn't he everything that Celtic have come up against they, they generally find a way now we only have to go back to the last game there where it looked like St Johnson had spoiled the party Giacomacchus comes up and scores in the 95th minute they've got resilience they've got quality they can fight when it's needed and he's going to need it all tomorrow because it will be a tough game but I think most Celtic fans Andrew, are going there confident you and I watched Everton and Arsenal before our programme started Goodison Park was rubbish as well uh, it's just British winter time the ravages of the pitch are less important than what Celtic bring to the pitch they have to be as good as they have been all season long maintain their momentum they have the players goodness knows they have the players and they have the bench and but you're talking about a St Johnson team who've won one of their last seven league games. Let's a sense of perspective here. Celtic should be going to McDermott Park and winning with a bit to spare. Yeah, Celtic have won convincingly on many occasions mm. this season. They've had some games where they've struggled to get the breakthrough, but they've managed to sort of power through, get that late goal to get them all three points. So St Johnston will know that even if they're able to frustrate Celtic tomorrow that Celtic will not let up they saw that when Celtic went to McDermott Park earlier on in the season they you know conceded an injury time goal Jorgos Giacomakis getting that one so they'll be very wary of what Celtic are capable of yeah uh, they'll not take anything for granted Celtic they'll go up there I like the fact that Ange Postacoglu was talking about uh, St Johnson's pitch and also referred to his own and so he's basically saying to his players there's no excuse here we play our pitch isn't great just now. We're playing that, and we're, we're scoring goals and winning games. I think Celtic have got too much quality. Of course, if they go up there and play to their capabilities, they'll win the game. They'll win it comfortably. St Johnson will try and make it difficult, as all teams do. But the one great thing, and Hugh has been talking about it all afternoon about the benches. I just think Celtic have got so many players 
that they can call on if things aren't going right on the day he makes those three changes and all of a sudden everything clicks into gear so as much as it'll be a difficult away game which all games are I will be very surprised if Celtic don't come down the road with three points and we know what it's like in this part of the world Hugh whatever happens on a Saturday has consequences on yeah. a Sunday Celtic will be keen to make sure that gap goes back to nine points today was nip tomorrow's tuck and that's the way the, the league will go with Celtic and Rangers Michael Beale's hoping that Celtic blink tomorrow and make a mistake and Ange Postacoglu is thinking only that he has players who have been so consistent under his management it is wonderful to observe so if Celtic are focused and on their game Celtic win a very quick round up of today Hugh the drama is at the bottom four teams Kilmarnock Motherwell Ross County Dundee United they didn't move they all lost there's a fight for survival on and even the team who finishes 11th can't be absolutely guaranteed they'll be in the Premiership next season well thank you to Gordon DL Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans in the studio thank you to our top team all around the grounds but most of all thank you to you at home for calling in for tweeting or just listening we appreciate it of course big game tomorrow St Johnston hosting Celtic we'll get you all the reaction to that on Monday night it will be Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday in the studio with Gordon Duncan but make sure to stick around tonight because it's the GBX up next